Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody. This is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. Season three, episode eight of Nutrient Sisters. My name's Angela, for anyone who didn't know already, and my co-host with me is Delitra. Today we are going to dive deep into the world of micronutrients. Everyone lately is so obsessed with counting macros, but very little attention is given to the world of micronutrients. And when attention is given, it is usually in the form of the multi-billion, yes, I said billion, dollar industry known as the supplement industry. Everywhere you look, there are new products and companies that boast about their vitamin and mineral and other herbal products. We've got gummies, pills, capsules, liquids. Sheesh, it's hard to keep up with. But... I figured we could start by breaking down what vitamins and minerals are and why they're so important. So before I begin on minerals, Delitra, how about you tell us about vitamins? Yeah, I feel like this is such an important topic. So the definition of vitamins that I'm going to discuss comes from uh, the University of Michigan. So vitamins are defined as chemicals the body needs in small amounts to function properly. So vitamins have a variety of functions. All are very important actions to support our health. Vitamins are divided into two categories, water-soluble and fat-soluble. Water-soluble vitamins are noted to travel through the body freely, um, and those are all B vitamins and vitamin C. These vitamins are reported to be unlikely to reach toxic levels, Usually excess amounts of these vitamins are excreted as urine or feces. Fat-soluble vitamins are stored in the body's cells and are not easily passed out the body like water-soluble vitamins. Those vitamins are vitamin A, D, E, and K. And what's different about fat-soluble vitamins is that they can reach toxic levels if a person gets more than they need. And I want to inform people who don't know that this is something that's called the tolerable upper intake level, which is usually abbreviated as UL. So this is the maximum amount, maximum amount of daily vitamins and minerals that you can safely take without the risk of an overdose or a serious side effect. Another set of terms I also want to mention are the RDA the recommended dietary allowance. Uh, This is the average daily level of intake that is sufficient to meet the nutrient requirements of nearly all healthy people. So please know that this is talking about healthy people and not those who are living with medical conditions and diseases. Uh, Those individuals' requirements for vitamins may be different. Another term that I want to throw out there is uh, adequate intake, also known as AI, which is reported to be an estimate estimate of the recommended daily intake. And this is an estimate because usually 
scientific evidence does not have a concrete um, answer to determine the RDA. So if you're interested in knowing of how much to take of whatever vitamin, refer to the RDA and the AI. But please also be mindful of the UL, the upper, um, the upper, the tolerable upper intake level. So just throwing those out there um, because it can be a little confusing. Yes. And this is nutrition one-on-one for us, <laughs> but obviously everybody doesn't take a nutrition class and it be it can be confusing. Like how much should I take? And everything on the bottle is like 200 and 300%. I know. Like, that's safe. Is that how much I should have? Um, so those are good terms to reference when you're looking for what you need. And if you have chronic conditions or diseases, I would refer to uh, your healthcare provider or whoever is helping you um, manage your disease or condition. Okay, so now let's talk about food sources of each category of vitamins. So let's start with the water-soluble vitamins. So like I mentioned, those are B and C vitamins. So thiamine, also known as vitamin B1, is found in pork, whole grains, and rich breads and cereals, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Riboflavin, also known as vitamin B2, is found in milk and milk products, leaf green veggies, and also in whole grain and enriched breads and cereals. Panthothenic acid and biotin are known to be found widespread in foods. So that means if you eat a variety of foods, it's likely that you're getting enough of those vitamins um, for your daily intake. But it's found in eggs, milk, meats, bread, and veggies. And I'll probably mess this up. Pyridoxine, <laughs> also, also known as vitamin B6. Uh, food sources for that are meat, fish, poultry, fruits, and veggies. Folic acid is found in leafy green vegetables, legumes, seeds, liver, and it's commonly added to refined grains like breads, cereals, and pasta. Vitamin B12 is found in animal products. Uh, vitamin C is found in fruits and veggies, commonly found in citrus and tropical fruits, tomatoes, and peppers. Now we're going uh, to the fat-soluble vitamins. Vitamin A can be found in animal products, dark green leafy vegetables, dark orange, orange fruits and veggies. Sweet potato is a very popular source of vitamin A. Vitamin D, food sources are egg yolks, liver, fatty fish, and fortified milk products. Vitamin E food sources are oils, whole grains, liver, nuts, seeds, and leafy green vegetables. Vitamin K, mostly found in green vegetables, kale, spinach, collards, Brussels, broccoli, anything you can think of that's uh, green. Ooh, okay, so that was a mouthful. Uh, I feel like we could do an episode alone on vitamins, right? but I try to give you guys the briefest overview that I could find. And if you guys notice, I said a lot about vegetables and especially dark green uh, 
leafy vegetables. So those are always a great thing to include in your diet and why health professionals, especially dietitian nutritionists are saying, eat your veggies, eat your veggies. Because uh, there's a lot of great health benefits and vitamins, uh, food sources for that. So another essential substance our body needs are minerals. So I'm going to let Angela tell us more about minerals. Yeah, no, I'm really glad um, you talked about biotin and how it's just like naturally found in a variety of foods. Yeah. I feel like for, I don't know when this was, but I feel like it was like a big thing that people were recommending you take because they were like, oh, it helps with like your nails and your hair. And okay. so everyone went out and bought it. And I remember one time asking my doctor like, should I be taking this? And she was like, no, <laughs> she was like, you, she was like this country, like the United States, we get enough biotin, like other yeah. countries might need to take it, but we get enough. And if mm -hmm. you're eating like a good, um, just well-rounded diet, she said, you're getting like the max amount of biotin. So it would kind of just right. be like, you know, dumb to, or not dumb, but it would be <laughs> a waste of money. She told me, you know, for me, um, yeah. cause we had done blood work and I had good amounts of biotin anyway. So okay, other people, yeah, I guess if you're not eating like a well-rounded diet, then it's, it makes sense. But most of us, you know, we're, we're, we get enough biotin. <laughs> right. And you know, there's, I feel like there's still promotion about biotin when it comes to people that want to grow their hair like that's really pushed a mm -hmm. lot and it's in hair products. Um, it's very commonly recommended for patients that uh, undergo weight loss surgery yeah. because the side effects, a potential side effect of weight loss surgery is losing your hair. Um, so like when I used to work in a uh, weight loss surgery clinic, patients always like, you know, girl, just had that bias and just had that bias in your hair. Mm -hmm. You know, the, that's going to help keep it there. But really, a multivitamin has biotin usually. So you don't, they were talking about like a separate source, like going out specifically and getting yeah. biotin or whatever those products. Um, likely it's not necessary. As you mentioned, like we get it pretty uh, commonly in the foods that we eat. So right. It's rare that you need a separate. Right. <laughs> um, so minerals. So minerals are um, essential, right? We get them from the earth. We need them in order to develop and grow. I think minerals compared to vitamins don't get as much like press, <laughs> but um, the major minerals. So, and, and these are used and stored in, stored in large quantities in the body are going to be calcium, chloride, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, and sulfur. And then there's trace minerals um, that are just as vital to our health, but we don't need like large amounts of them. So those would be chromium, copper, fluoride, iodine, iron, manganese. Oh, I can never say this one. I've never been able to say molly, <laughs> molly betanum. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah. Selenium <laughs> and zinc. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I, I can I like I remember in school I was like I don't know how to say this but that's all right, right. um yeah yep. so just like Delitra I'm going to kind of break down what each does and where you can get these um items so calcium now here's the thing because my whole life all I ever heard was that calcium was good for bones 
And that's only like part of the story. <laughs> right. Um, calcium, yes, it's very good for the structural component of like bones and teeth, but it's also required for proper nerve transmission, muscle contraction, um, blood vessel constriction and dilation. Um, so for some people it could help, you know, reduce blood pressure. Um, calcium is found in more than just milk, yogurt and cheese. Okay, so you can find it in tofu, you can find it in some fortified things like cereals and beverages, um, but a really good one is spinach. You can find it in almonds, um, bok choy, kale, pinto beans, red beans, and broccoli. Chromium, so this helps with like insulin action. Um, this is... Uh, mostly found in like broccoli, grape juice, that's a big one, sweet potatoes, orange juice, beef, um, really any of your meat, beef, turkey, chicken, um, and then like green beans and bananas. Copper. So copper assists in energy production. Um, it assists in like the, um, the like uptake in iron, um, neurotransmitter synthesis. Um, it helps with like maintaining um, like connective tissue um, and it helps with like antioxidants like to, to help assist them and in, into us absorb, absorbing them better. So copper, you would find that in like liver, oysters, crab meat, clams, sunflower seeds, um, and then a little bit in like cashews and lentils and, and beans. Fluoride. Um, this is also a big one that I think gets a lot of bad press. <laughs> um, I don't know if you see it on on like social media, but I see it a lot on social media. People really think that fluoride is like really um, toxic. Um, I'll say so. Um, you know, I don't know the full science on it, so I'm not going to say whether it is or not, but um, just know that fluoride is very important for the structural component of bones and teeth. Now, of course, like Delitra said, there are certain amounts that you should get. Um, so, you know, make sure to look for the RDA and the UL and all of that to make sure, you know, you're not getting too much. But fluoride can be found in like fluoridated water, crab meat, beans, black tea is a big one, um, fish and like fruit juice. Iodine. So this is pretty important. Iodine um, is, it helps with all your thyroid issues, right? So a lot of people who have like hypo or hyperthyroidism, it's be first, um, for, for hyper, it's usually, you know, you're lacking iodine. We can find that in like iodized salt, um, potatoes, cod, um, milk, shrimp, turkey, tuna, seaweed. Seaweed's actually a really big one. Iron. So um, a lot of people probably know iron because it's related to like anemia, <laughs> but um, it actually has a lot of other functions. So it helps um, with uh, like enzyme, uh, like the creation of enzymes. It helps with like synthesis of hemoglobin. Um, it helps with antioxidant um, creation. It helps with uh, the synthesis of DNA and amino acids and collagen. Um, and it helps actually your immune system as well. You can find that in things like beef, um, oysters, lentils, tofu, kidney beans, spinach, potatoes, just 
a lot of stuff, prunes, um, magnesium. Magnesium's pretty important um, as well. It doesn't just have one function. It helps with like muscle contraction, synthesis of DNA. Um, it helps with like um, enzyme reactions and component of bones. And lately, I've been hearing a lot of magne- um, a lot about magnesium because it helps um, apparently with de- people who suffer with depression. Um, okay. And then wow. also with migraines too is what I've heard. So. Hmm. Um, but you can find magnesium in like pumpkin seeds, a lot of nuts, uh, beans, spinach, cocoa powder, molasses, um, pineapple, okra, bananas, a lot of things. Again, if, if, yeah, if people are catching on, um, a lot of, a lot of like nuts and seeds, a lot of fresh fruits and veggies, (laughs) yeah, um, Manganese, so this is really important for um, antioxidants um, and helps with bone development um, and it helps break down glucose and proteins. You can find this in rice, oatmeal, spinach, um, a lot of seeds, a lot of nuts again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm basically all of these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Molly Benenum, the one that I cannot say and probably didn't say right that time either. (laughs) That helps with the metabolism of proteins, DNA, um, specific like uh, drugs, and then toxins. And those, again, can be found in nuts, grains, beans, lentils, phosphorus. Uh, We probably hear a little bit about phosphorus. I remember, I'll never forget that I learned that phosphorus was in soda. Like I, I... I never knew that before. And that's Mm -hmm. like a thing that will always stay with me. But not that I I don't think you should drink soda to get your phosphorus, but (laughs) (laughs) But, um, phosphorus is really important for like your bones, your teeth, your DNA. Um, It's a component of cell membranes. It helps with energy production. And you can find that in um, like dairy, like milk and yogurt, but also some of your fish like salmon and halibut. And then again, in seeds, beans, lentils, eggs, whole wheat bread. (laughs) Four more, I promise. This won't be too long. (laughs) There's just so many. Uh, Potassium. So potassium is really good for fluid and electrolyte balance, um, really good for nerve conduction, muscle contraction, and it helps to lower your blood pressure. You can find these. Uh, beans, potatoes, prunes, squash, bananas, spinach, tomato juice, um, a couple more. Selenium. Selenium is something that I studied a little bit in school as well. And I thought it was actually pretty interesting, um, because, uh, apparently we're seeing, um, the numbers increase for things that are grown in the ground. There's such, Mm. it's, it's so, um, selenium rich that we're finding like just like higher amounts of it in our products. But, um, selenium is really important for, um, it's a big component of antioxidant enzymes and it also helps to influence your thyroid hormone as well. So things that you can find selenium would be Brazil nuts, crab meat, a lot of your fish. So crab meat, uh, salmon, halibut, um, shrimp, but then also, you know, your other meat sources like chicken, pork, um, walnuts, Sodium. Sodium is an electrolyte. Um, it is also required for nerve conduction, muscle contraction, and it can increase your blood pressure. 
So automatically, uh, people who have high blood pressure, they're usually told to decrease the amount of sodium, um, and that would be the reason why. You can find sodium in everything, literally. I mean, other than your fruits and veggies, sodium is in everything that's processed in this country. So canned soup, baked goods, processed meats, restaurant foods, pizzas, you know, all of those things. We're not lacking in that department. <laughs> no, we're definitely not. <laughs> the last one is zinc. So zinc helps um, with enzyme uh, reactions, um, with hemoglobin production, um, in your immune system. So this was another one that I found when I studied in school that um, I will never forget our one professor. She was like, if you're already sick, you're wasting your money if you're taking vitamin C. She was like, you should be taking zinc. And I'll never forget that either. Like I was like, wow, all these years I've been chugging orange juice <laughs> thinking I was about to get better quicker. And in reality, she was like, you should pair it with with zinc. Mm-hmm. And I never I had never done that before. So is um, it one of our professors? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you later. Out. I don't want to say her name, you know, I on don't air. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so you can find zinc in oysters beef crab meat some chicken and turkey and pork but also in some dairy like yogurt and milk and then in a lot in nuts um cashews almonds and peanuts so those are the minerals mm-hmm. there's a lot of them yeah there are um going back to zinc zinc is a very um important part of the treatment process now for COVID-19. It's very common for doctors to prescribe zinc and vitamin C when someone um, is diagnosed with COVID-19 and also during the time frame that they're healing from that. Um, Also with wound healing, so people that get uh, bed sores and things like that, Mm -hmm. vitamin C, um, and sometimes zinc because I think there's some research that is competing. Um, like some say it, it is helpful and some say it's not that necessary. Um, but it is very common for vitamin C and zinc to be a part of mm-hmm. the wound healing process, uh, as well. And I think it's important for the listeners to know, like how some vitamins and minerals, like they work together very well, mm-hmm. like vitamin C and iron pair together helps to increase your absorption. Um, There are some that compete with each other, like iron and calcium, they compete Mm -hmm. for absorption. So I really implore the listeners to, you know, definitely listen to this episode. This is a great resource for you. But um, talking to a trusted health provider, doing some research for some, um, on some trusted sources, credible sources, if you're really trying to, you know, increase um, your health span and your your quality of life, making sure you're getting the appropriate amount of vitamins and minerals so you know what you're doing rather than just buying something online mm-hmm. and uh, just taking it and it might not be as helpful for you. There's a potential um, that it could could be harming, uh, not well, it could not be as beneficial. Right. Um, because of the timing or the amount or might be waste of money, like you mentioned before, like taking too much. Um, and a lot of things are being fortified now. So we have like our mm. 
our vitamins. We have the protein shakes. We have Girl, the, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> the protein bars, uh, you know, like everything now, you know, our fortified milk, which is great because, you know, fruit and veggies are great. We heard that there's a lot of uh, good sources of vitamin and minerals for plant-based foods, but there are some things that just are the best source are animal sources. So, you know, I'm, I'm pro, you know, things like that, fortifying products to help meet the needs. Um, but like I was mentioning before, like those with chronic conditions and stuff like that, some of these minerals, especially like you need less of, like you're talking yeah. about sodium with, uh, those individuals that have high blood pressure, uh, phosphorus and potassium is something that someone who has chronic kidney disease, they have to monitor the levels and the amount that they consume of that. Um, so it can get more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like even some medications have drug. Um, there's you know drug mineral interaction. I know, right? Like metformin is a huge one that people take, and it has you know you're not allowed to have grapefruit, and you have to watch out right. for like vitamin K. And I don't think right. a lot of people always necessarily like know that or remember that yeah. maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with uh, warfarin and vitamin K, making sure you have consistent levels of vitamin K. Mm -hmm. And I'm emphasizing that because I always run into a patient that is maybe not 100% understanding the education that they got. And they're like, I can't have anything that's green. It's like, no, that's not it. Mm -hmm. The the levels that you have, it has to be consistent or it's going to affect. You're going to have a side effect. Right. Um, but really just, you know, asking the questions uh, of your doctor, whoever you're provided, uh, your trusted provider is, just to get some more information on that. Right. If you're interested in, in that, some people, they just, not so much. Right. Uh, but there are some people out there that like really, you know, want to do things um, safely and something that's going to be beneficial. Why do something that's not going to benefit you? Mm-hmm. Just, just wasting money. So, All right. Just throwing that out there. Right. Well, if y'all wanted to know a little bit more, so I took a course in school on, I took two separate ones, one on macronutrients, one on micronutrients. So luckily I saved that PowerPoint. So I'm about to just bombard you with all this knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. But so um, usually, uh, you know, if people don't eat a well-balanced diet, which uh, I think is is becoming more of a thing in this country, um, then, you know, they turn to supplements. And so um, there are a number of different, there are a number of ways to get these vitamins and minerals. So there are tablets, capsules, soft gels, chewables, lozenges. I can't say that word either. Wow. Woo, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> powders <laughs> to me. <laughs> right. Uh, powders and liquids. Um, there's so many different kinds to look out for, and they all differ in, differ in price, um, digestibility, convenience, shelf life, and overall taste. Um, it's important to note that supplements are regulated as food and not medicine. <laughs> That's why you'll see serving size as opposed to dose. And therefore, there's no tolerable upper upper limit um, that is noted either. 
Other things listed on a bottle might be flow agents, so like silica, um, binders that help make it stick together, fillers to add, to add volume like cornstarch, um, coating agents for fuel, uh, gelatin, dyes, preservatives, and uh, I just said dyes, but some like, like Red 40. Um, the most commonly prescribed in the U.S. for vitamin and minerals, um, vitamin D, B complex, uh, calcium, and magnesium. Other things that many doctors have recommended, though, through the years would be things like fish oil, multivitamins, CoQ10, and probiotics. Things that um, are not herbal, so, so vitamins or minerals are known as nutraceuticals. So uh, when I took a public health course, I learned that there are many countries that, that have vitamin mineral deficiencies. So things like vitamin A, iodine, and vitamin C, you know, kind of things that Americans kind of take for granted. <laughs> um, other yeah. countries, we witness a lot of deficiencies. Scurvy. So scurvy is something that we always used to associate with like colonial times. Like I'll like, you know, when I think about the Mayflower, I think about scurvy. Um, <laughs> and um, it's actually still a prevalent thing. Like I think we thought it just like went away, but it's still pretty prevalent in other countries. Mm. Um, and it's actually been something that we've seen come back more so in the U.S. too. And that's because there's such a disinterest in fruits and veggies, especially in children. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. But for other countries who do experience like these deficiencies, they don't necessarily have access to fresh fruits and veggies um, or nutraceuticals. So their food has to be fortified with these things, much like we do here in the U.S. with like cereals and things like Delitra had just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But that, that leads me to want to talk more about fruits and vegetables and their various forms. So in the U.S., we are fortunate enough to have access to fresh, frozen, and canned versions. So there is a running myth that fresh produce is the best form and provides the most nutrients, and that is not true. Frozen and canned foods have a comparable nutrient profile as well. Sometimes they can actually be more... Uh, nutritious as produce is packed or frozen and it's peak freshness. Um, that means that it's usually packaged after the produce has been harvested. So nutrient loss losses are minimal. So if you see like a package of veggies and it says flash frozen, that's what it means. It means they picked it, they washed it, and then they, they froze it. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. While fresh produce could have been on the truck for a couple days or potentially have taken a longer trip if it's from another country, um, that's always something to think about too. We don't grow everything here in the United States. <laughs> yeah, so the New York Times uh, wrote an article a couple years ago about how most of American fruit is imported. I mean, my uh, apple juice that I purchased uses apples from Chile, so uh, but I'm not against fresh Produce, I just want to make you guys aware of uh, the information about importation. So um, there are benefits and drawbacks to all three forms of produce. So frozen and canned fruits and veggies are convenient, and they help to meet the demand of people to have year-round access to most fruits and vegetables. 
which is not realistic in nature to be able to eat a large variety of produce. And Americans were notorious for wanting things right now, mm. whenever, mm. however. Yep. Um, and imports and processing helps us to make that happen. So another convenient form of fruit and vegetables is freeze-drying. Freeze drying. And this process, the produce is frozen and then air and water is removed by using a vacuum pump. So recently I found a product that makes eating your fruit and vegetables servings really convenient. This product is called Ruby. It is a fruit and vegetable drink that uh, provides four servings of whole fruits and vegetables. So this product is a freeze-dried powder and it only requires you to add water. So you don't need a blender or a fridge uh, as the product is shelf stable. There, there's no added sugar, preservatives, or fillers. You can um, still also receive your intake of fiber, which is not common with most fruit and veggie drinks. So like tomato juice, apple juice, um, orange juice, cranberry, all those, those drinks that we have that are sort of popular usually do not contain a good source of fiber. Uh, they have four varieties of flavors. My favorite flavors are Boost and Active. And now Ruby is running a promotion where you can get a shaker bottle for free to enjoy this product. Um, and I'll add the product details in the show notes and the link for you guys to to check out their products. Yeah. So that's like a really convenient way. Mm-hmm. Um in addition to like, you know, our supplements are very convenient. I really enjoyed this and it tasted great. And I'd have to worry about um, any additives or added sugar. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can this taste good if there's no added sugar? Right. Uh, but because it was good, I wouldn't tell you about a product that was awful. I would have mentioned that. Right. Um, but another thing that I thought about when you were talking about the most widely prescribed vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. is the change in the the food label um, that the government did, which on um, products, food products. Mm-hmm. So the nutrition facts label has changed. Uh, it was like a few years ago, but I don't think people really noticed that except for no. nutrition professionals. Uh, so like I, I've taught about this a couple of times and people are like, what? So like I showed them side by side and that's helpful. But what was really interesting to me is that they changed the section um, at the bottom, the, um, the, the vitamins and minerals section on the nutrition facts labels. Mm. So they changed it to include vitamins and minerals that are the most, uh, where Americans mostly need it. So we're not getting enough. Mm. So before, uh, I think it was like vitamin A and vitamin C, um, and some other minerals on there, but they found out that Americans get enough of those. So that's not something that they really like to highlight. Instead, they're highlighting, yeah, now vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium. So if you need more of those, which it looks like we do, because that's a part of the most commonly prescribed vitamins and minerals, guys, look at the label and see, um, they'll tell you how much is in the product as well as the percentage daily value. Um, And especially if you're someone who needs to limit one of these items like potassium, you can see exactly now how much potassium is in this. Mm. Uh, Does this meet 
my limit that I need for the day. So I was really excited about that. You know, I know that's a little nerdy, but I was like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did notice the change, but um, I feel like, yeah. Oh, I feel like even though that's still there, people don't read that. <laughs> right. So now I know they do right. front of the label. Have you noticed that? Like on the the front of the product it'll give you a snapshot mm-hmm. of the calories, sodium. Yes. Um, things like that. I so, do like that. I do. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I, I mean, I wanted to do this episode cause I think people have forgotten like that we need to eat more nutrient dense things. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, even though something is fortified with a, with a vitamin or mineral, that's, it's not always the best, um, uh, like source of it it's not always as bioavailable it's not easily like uh, digested or absorbed by our body mm-hmm. but I mean I do like they're they're slowly making changes I can see with the nutrition facts label you know they're trying to make you more aware of like hey you should be getting iron <laughs> um, right. which is good um, but I think yeah as a country I think we've just kind of like we're so focused on how much protein do I need how much like you know carbs and fats and we forget that like these other things are so important like you can you can really get sick if you don't have a lot of these vitamins and minerals and I don't think people really realize that yeah they don't believe it either I, at least this is my opinion and perception that they don't believe that it can happen to them um, because they've never seen it before. And mm-hmm. I feel like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not paid by the government, but I feel like a lot of the fortifying and stuff and the enriching has kind of, uh, kept us above water mm-hmm. where we're not seeing those large amounts of deficiencies like other countries are, they do happen. And I see, you know, you know, various articles sometimes where, you know, I think, what was it? I mean, it's not that recent. It was like a couple of years ago, like, I believe a child went blind because oh. they only ate french fries um that sounds about right yeah so you know his their diet was not um nutrient dense it didn't have variety mm-hmm. so unfortunately he had that side effect and these guys remember we're talking about um dietary supplements they they mean exactly what the word is to supplement mm. your diet not to be the lead uh, <laughs> product in your life to make sure that you get a nutritious uh, intake of vitamins and minerals. It's supposed to help you out. It's a helper. Right. It's a friend. Yeah. Especially like, uh, I find it interesting, like vitamin D, like, because uh, they say, how was it? Like 70 something percent. I can't remember the percent, but like, uh, I'll, I'll say 70, but 70% of Americans are like deficient in vitamin D. And the first thing that doctors will say is like, oh, go and get a vitamin D, you know, um, supplement. supplement. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, there's like, what? <laughs> you can <laughs> you can go in the sun, you can eat. I mean, uh, it's just like, it really is like a lot of the vitamin and minerals, the companies, they really do just feed off of like our weaknesses we are all really weak in knowing what's in our food. And so they're like, hey, you need this fish oil because you don't need enough fish. And fish is really, you know, like the omega-3s right. and the omega-6s, those are really good for And 
they really do pack it on. And so even myself, I take, I take some supplements too. Cause I'm like, Oh, I think I, I think I need that, but I probably yeah. don't, but, <laughs> but well, I mean, um, the only way to know for sure is like to, you know, get a blood test or if you're having, test, yeah. if, or if you're having symptoms, um, like sometimes I like have symptoms. I'm like, Oh, I need to up this vitamin or something right. like that. Um, but to me, it makes sense that people are deficient in vitamin D. If we look at the food sources, I mean, people do eat eggs, but usually they eat it like at breakfast. Yeah. That's it. Um, the other source is liver, fatty fish, fortified milk products. People are moving away from uh, milk. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to debate whether or not that's good or not. That's your choice. Uh, so, like, it's easier to say, yeah. okay, just get vitamin D. Right. I think that's why, like, there's such a huge emphasis on um, um, plant-based diets now because they're just like, you can literally get almost all of your vitamins and minerals just from eating plant-based. Like you said, there are some meats or like uh, vitamin B6 you can only get from meat. So unless you're going to supplement it with something else. But Mm -hmm. um, the idea there is that like, yeah, like we should be eating way more plant-based options because like I said, I mean, almost every mineral comes from (laughs) seeds, nuts, uh, fruits, veggies, whole grains, like, and yet we like this, I, I feel like this is my personal opinion in this country. We have just, we have steered so far from, from eating those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and like, I, oh, sorry. I was just in my last point is that um, some people don't even realize either that like your body will tell you what it needs and like, it does it in a weird way. Like, so I work with a lot of patients that want to lose weight and, you know, they'll tell me like, oh, I was just really craving, you know, this cheese or this ice cream or red meat or whatever it is that they're craving. And I'm like, well, it could be that your body is telling you that it needs a certain mineral or vitamin and you haven't been getting it. And so like, you know, for, for like, uh, red meats, like meat, your body could be craving iron. And you don't know that, but your body knows. It's smart enough to know, you know, or like ice creams, like it's usually like magnesium or chromium or something. And like, again, you don't know that that's what your body wants, but it's smart enough to, to know that like it needs this. You're not getting it. You're eating a lot of processed foods where you're not getting it. So, yeah. And some people, I guess they don't know how to interpret that. Like, right. uh, what does that really mean? Ooh, that does remind me of... Um, another story how i just talked about the kid that went blind do you remember the the girl on tiktok um it was like controversial she showed what she looked like without her dentures she's a young girl yes i think i've this is recent right yeah maybe i, I can did ask i think wasn't she pregnant right mm-hmm. and she had poor uh poor eating habits so yeah they contribute to her tooth decay so she had right. to get dentures. Right. So this this is something that can happen. And I um I haven't seen the the controversy about fluoride. Thank God my news feed doesn't get <laughs> messed up. I don't know what I'm following because every week, guys, every week I tell Del- I'm like, Delisha, this is the new thing. And she's <laughs> like, What? 
And I'm like, what are you like? Are you on the same Instagram as me? Because this is like very, these things are very popular. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm not seeing any of that. I just keep seeing stupid keto because I, I'll like click on recipes sometimes like, oh, that might look good. And then I'm like, oh, it's keto. Right. And then I feel like once you do that, then it starts adding more stuff. It probably has. I like to, I like to, I'm a click, uh, clickbait. Like I will click, I'm like, what's this all about? And I'll click, but, uh, the fluoride thing, I don't know, you know, our listeners can decide for themselves, but I've seen, so a lot of people are talking about toothpaste and there's, I mean, if you go to the store now, you can find fluoride free toothpaste and stuff. And it's because I think this huge group of like people online, um, are telling us that it's very toxic and it leads to like calcification in our brain. And like we, you know, there's a reason why there's uh, warning labels on it and it, it, it's a big thing. But, and I personally don't, I'm not, I'm just not in that field to really know the truth. <laughs> like maybe there is too much fluoride in toothpaste. I don't know. But, what? um, I remember I went, I fell for it for like a minute. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) And for like a couple months, I did fluoride free. Delete your, I had to go to the dentist because for like weeks, my teeth kept like, it was a weird sensation. It felt like they were throbbing nonstop. Mm. And I finally told, I'm like, like, it was actually really driving me insane. Like, it was it was it was really intense so I finally went to the dentist and he's like well have you changed anything I told him I went fluoride free and he was like that could be the culprit he was like you know <laughs> and he kind of told me like it's important to have fluoride for your teeth and stuff and so literally the minute when I tell you the minute I went back to fluoride toothpaste it went away and I was like wow. okay well I guess I'm not gonna try that trend ever again but yeah um, I where's the evidence that we have too much fluoride. Like, can I see that? I don't know. You know, these, these, these social media people, they love, they pull it from somewhere and mm-hmm. I don't know, but. And then they love turning off the comments. Yes. And they're very pro, like make your own toothpaste and, you know, make your own mouthwash and that's fine. You know, if that works for them and they get rid of their cavities and they keep their teeth white and fresh and, and then that's, you know, good for yeah. them. But for other people, I don't think that that should be something that should just be promoted. Um, because it can cause serious issues, you know. Right. And this, the lady that I'm talking about that lost her teeth, she also, she didn't go to the dentist. Um, um, yeah. She didn't take care of her teeth. She didn't. Yeah, um, you going to want to go to the dentist, baby girl. I know yeah. now. I know for some, I don't know if she had insurance or whatnot, but I know stuff She's, like that is, you know, is, is what sets people back from going. But that wasn't her case. She said she feared the dentist. Uh after she threw up after accidentally swallowing fluoride during an appointment as a kid. Oh, okay. Now the fear of dental uh, dentists and dental treatment is real. Uh, I'm surprised that she carried on that. I don't want to say surprised, but it's interesting that she had that fear as a kid and then it translated as an adult. And I had to get a, I don't want to say a procedure, whatever it is with my tooth a couple months ago. And I remember like feeling, feeling the, the, the device a couple years ago and about to punch this dental hygienist. Cause I was like, this hurts. Mm-hmm. So I had to get it done again. And I was like, I'm really nervous about this. Um, and 
thankfully I have a very sweet and kind dental office. And I told them that I was like, Hey, I'm having some anxiety about this. We need to make sure you numb me up really good. Right. Go ahead and give me that laughing gas. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would do that. I don't know. (laughs) They won't do that to me. Maybe I have to really flip out to get that done. I don't know. Somebody tell me your tips. Right. Uh, But he was super gentle and um, understanding. He was like, hey, let me know if you feel anything and we'll we'll give you more. Um, So maybe it's about finding the right dentist. Right. I don't know. That was scary because I was like, is it going to happen again? Is it going to hurt again? And, you know, I started to feel like a little bit of something, but they just gave me more. Um, And they said, if this and if this doesn't work, then we'll try something else. Right. So um, I don't think her thing was insurance. And I I know that that's a real thing Mm -hmm. for people. Um, So if you're making your homemade toothpaste because of that, that's something I can understand. Mm hmm. But it looks like it's a whole bunch of rich people right. online doing this stuff, which yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and like I said, you get it from you know, you get it from from crab meat. I know a lot of people eating crab, crab out here. They don't know that they're getting some fluoride. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm, those same people are probably out here eating all the things that already have fluoride in them. But we, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna drag them too much, but. No, I want to actually see them in a study because they don't want to no. drink fluoride, uh, fluoride water. You know, we're doing alkaline water mm-hmm. and you want to do an alternative toothpaste. Can we get them in a study for their to monitor their teeth health? I want right. to see that. Mm-hmm. I've watched that documentary. Me too. Hey, prove me wrong. Prove, right. prove, prove us wrong. I want to see it. I, that's what I'm saying. It's interesting um, either way actually. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Nutrient Sisters podcast. We hope you guys are enjoying this season. Share this episode with someone who you think would benefit from this or enjoy this episode. Um, As always, we want to hear from you guys. Do you take a daily supplement? Um, Are you really intentional? About the vitamins and minerals, I know there's some people that are really serious and planning out uh, things like that. Uh, and if you do, you know, what are some of your favorite trusted um, brands or ways to get your vitamins and minerals in? I would love to see you guys try the Ruby product and share your thoughts about what you think about that. Make sure you follow us at Nutrient Sisters on social media to keep up with us and see more content. Until then, talk to you guys in another episode.